Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. What up, TCK Potters? I'm your host, Sky Guasco, joined always by my man, Lucas Kaser, and you're tuned in to the Candlestick Kids Fantasy Football Podcast. Please subscribe to our YouTube channel at the Candlestick Kids. Leave a rate and review anywhere you listen to your podcast, and follow us on Instagram at fantasyfootball underscore TCK pod and Twitter at TCK underscore pod. We've got a lot to cover, so let's get into it. Happy Thursday, family. Hope you're enjoying your week. We are in the third episode of the week. First time that Lucas and I have pumped it up to three episodes. On Tuesday, if you haven't heard already, we broke down our fantasy schedules for the quarterback position. Yesterday, hopefully you've heard already, we went through our quarterback rankings. And now we are going to kind of kick it back a little bit and get into a mock draft. We don't do a lot of mock drafts, at least not yet. We're going to be doing a ton from now on. Um, But we haven't done a lot so far. Uh, But we're going to get into a super flex mock draft, which is obviously quarterback focused. And I know that this is – this is Lucas's jam. Um, so actually, Lucas, I was going to kind of explain this whole, all of our settings and everything, but why don't you jump in really quick before we do that? And why don't you explain what you like about Superflex? I know you do primarily Superflex uh, these days. What exactly Superflex means and uh, what you're able to do with that setting and why maybe you like it over single quarterback? Yeah, so Superflex is, um, if you're watching on YouTube, you can see on the screen, we have two quarterbacks in the spot. That's just for fantasy pros. Um, it just runs the algorithm better in terms of how the ECR and the ADP gets drafted. So it actually is uh, one quarterback and then whatever your normal league would do in between from running backs, receiver, and tight end. And then it's another flex spot with the ability to toss a quarterback, running back, receiver, or tight end there. So basically what that allows you to do is, well, one, it screws up any ADP you could ever think of realistically, (laughs) because who knows when quarterbacks are going to go. You could see Ryan Tannehill going in the third round and there really is no like no you can't like you can't say it's a bad pick because quarterbacks could be going so basically just adds another sort of um strategy to it level of toughness level of easiness if you capitalize on it it just makes it a lot more fun makes quarterbacks a little more uh weighted you could say compared to certain guys like for example uh for me personally the 101 and 102 in superflex is lamar and patrick holmes Patrick Mahomes where others might have like a CMC Lamar Mahomes Barkley so it kind of just varies on how you sort of play um I started doing I've been playing this for two years actually the only one quarterback leagues I play in are with you Sky uh (laughs) my family league there's only five people in my family league so we have like three quarterbacks we started just for fun so that's not really super flex but I don't know it's just fun to me um, it takes a lot more preparation in terms of like you can't just roll up to your draft and choose best available because you have to play the three to four depth of quarterbacks on your roster. So just adds another uh, component of toughness. And you will see that if you're watching on YouTube when we go through this. We have not decided the full uh... – full layout for the TCK pod league this year. We did mention in the 200th episode that we're considering more than just one league for the TCK pod listener league, but also we are considering switching up the settings last year was single QB full PPR this year. We're considering some other options as well. So of course we'll announce those once we figure it out, but 
we have have had some discussions that maybe the TCK pod listening this year would be a super flex. All right, man, uh, follow along with me really quick as we go through this, just so I can kind of explain what we're doing here. We're using the Fantasy Pros Draft Wizard. Uh, They're not a sponsor, unfortunately. Maybe someday we love, uh, you know, shouts out to Bobby and Tag, some of our favorites. But what we're using here is, the draft wizard. If you don't use this for mock drafts, I highly recommend it. Uh, we have a premium, uh, you know, subscription to this channel because of what we do. Uh, so we have some more abilities that you might not be able to for free. However, you can use the draft wizard for free and I highly recommend it. It's my favorite way to mock draft over the season. So especially when I'm doing it by myself, if I'm on a group of buddies, then sleeper, I think is my favorite. But if I'm just trying to knock out a couple of mock drafts, this is the way that I do it for sure with the fantasy pros draft wizard. They also have an app for your phone. So literally, you know, I'll be laying in bed, can't sleep sometimes and I'll knock out a mock draft in legit 10 minutes. Uh, so we'll show you how quickly this goes. All right. So we are using obviously the 2020 season, which is redraft. Then our scoring, we're doing full PPR right now. Draft style. We're going to use snake. The only time you would use linear, is on a rookie uh, re, um, rookie dynasty draft. We're not going to do that. Auction is a whole nother beast. We'll have a separate episode on that. Number of teams. This is pretty cool. So I can pick, we're going to pick 12. It's pretty standard. But look, you can do 32 teams. Massive, massive league here. If you're familiar with the Scott Fishbowl, they have massive teams in that one. That's a pretty fun one. And then over here, we have the draft position. So of course, we have 12 teams. So we can pick one to 12. We can choose which draft position we go with. So in my league of record, for example, we have the draft order that is picked like two months before the season starts. We have keepers in that league. So I'm going to know in about a month which position I draft from, even though we don't draft until Labor Day in September right before the season. But that gives me two months to draft from, let's call it the ninth spot. I can mock draft specifically from the ninth spot all summer long and try to figure out what what my roster could potentially look like, which is obviously much different than maybe the first or second spot. So for uh, fun, we're going to randomize it. So Lucas, please slowly hit three randomize and it's going to hit random. And so we don't know yet where we're going to pick from. Go ahead. Number one. Number one. So hit it again because number one's ridiculous. I feel like that's just hitting four. Let's do that. Let's more realistic. So number four spot, and then let's go through the uh, through the quick thing. So we are going to do two quarterbacks, as you mentioned, two running backs, two receivers, one tight end, and just one flex. And for sake of time on the podcast, we're going to do just five bench spots, but I usually recommend at least six, maybe seven, uh, and then an IR spot as well. We're going to use the latest ECR from the Fantasy Pros, which is the expert consensus ranking. We like that. We do not have a pick clock. Let's not worry about that because we're doing our own thing to help. And then the keepers uh, area is something that is great when you do have a subscription. You can add in your keepers for your league. That helps place them in as you mock draft, which takes them off the board and gives you the value there. So without any further ado, man, let's hit the start and let's get this mock draft rolling. And also they did update the draft wizard too. I don't know if you've messed around with it since then. It's pretty cool. Um, so I have, different... I, have, I have mixed feelings. I'm kind of a traditionalist, if you will. Yeah, it's kind of maybe too much, you could say, in terms of like the – all the features to it. Um, so if you're on YouTube, we're probably going to use the draft board because that's kind of what people like to see. So like we said, the two quarterbacks might not necessarily catch up with the ADP in terms of how people would draft in Superflex, but it went Christian McCaffrey, Saquon Barkley, and Zeke, which could definitely happen in Superflex. I'm not against it uh, at all. I just think that it's, it's tough to gauge Superflex because there really is no ADP, like I said. So it's kind of hard for an algorithm, a computer system to toss that in there. So we are up here. 
at the 104, the top three ECR running backs went. Uh, what are you thinking here? Well, so it seems automatic. So no matter really what the mock draft does, we need to do like what we would do right now. And if this is a real draft and A, all quarterbacks are available, none have gone yet. It's a super flex league. We need to have two minimum. We're probably going to have about four or five quarterbacks on this league overall. So uh, we have to go quarterback here. You and I both agree. And from our rankings episode yesterday, we both agree that Lamar Jackson is our number one quarterback over Patrick Mahomes. So in Superflex, I think it's a no-brainer here, man. I think it's a steal, honestly. And number four, I say we go Lamar. I agree. And I'm not – we're recording this beforehand, so I'm not going to break down why he's the number one or else I would kind of give it away. Um, I'd give it away. I guess I might recap it. But I'll just leave it at that. You'll see or you will know. Um, if you haven't listened to that, go back and listen to that as to why we have Lamar at one. So as we roll down here – um, all right, so Michael Thomas went five, Dalvin Cook, Alvin Kamara, Derrick Henry, Devonta Adams, Terry Kill, Mahomes fell to the 111. And I think the one thing you can play around with this is as long as the players that would probably get picked before you get taken, I think you can kind of roll with that if that makes sense. Like, obviously, Mahomes, if he was in the second round, we'd probably pass just because it's not realistic. Um, so at the turn, we got Julio and Chris Godwin, then Joe Mixon, DeAndre Hopkins, Kenyon Drake, Austin Eckler, Travis Kelsey, Aaron Jones, and George Kittle. So I want, to make a couple, I want to make a couple points here really quick before we make our next pick. Can you go back to the board really quick? Yep, sir. No worries. Okay, so obviously we took Lamar and then Mahomes goes in the first round. So even, even with this mock draft, he didn't go in the first three rounds. But you can see here, obviously we took Lamar Jackson, but you can see that both quarterbacks went in the first round of a super flex draft. That's going to happen. Honestly, I'm surprised that more haven't gone already. Yeah. So, so here's a question, and this is kind of crazy, man, because, again, other than Patrick Mahomes, we have every other quarterback possible. This is a super flex league. We have an advantage playing a top-end quarterback, or we can stream guys and we can look at running back receiver like a normal draft. Travis Kelsey and George Kittle are off the board. So tight end, in my opinion, we're probably going to wait till the end to get a tight end. A lot of those, I mean, we're looking at one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. At least ten running backs have come off already. So, do we want a non-top ten running back? We have a lot of quarter or uh, wide receivers to look at in redraft. But serious question to you is kind of our, uh, you know, our um, a super flex guru with Dak and Kyler available here. Do you think would you actually consider going back to back quarterbacks to start your draft? and then run in the rest? Or do we want to make sure that we get a top-end running back or a top-end wide receiver to make sure we're balanced? Yeah, I, I don't think Dak would be here at this pick realistically. But um, as of today, you, uh, if I didn't procrastinate, my, my redraft rankings are on the site as well as my overall, which the overall rankings are like how I would draft if I was every single team down the board. Uh, I wouldn't like I would just draft like that guy, that guy, that guy without like trying to build a team. And Dak is my 105 and super flex redraft. He's actually in my tier one of uh, Lamar Mahomes and Dak and redraft quarterback. So I would definitely go him here. Um, if we were to pass, like just in terms of he probably won't be there. It's tough because I like Chubb. I like Sanders. I think Josh Jacobs is still there, but I think that we can ultimately wait until the turnaround and maybe get one of those three, hopefully. Um, but I would, I would go Dak Prescott here. So my question is, I guess, uh, you would value going Dak and or Kyler or somebody, a second top-tier quarterback right now, and then hope to get a running back and receiver on the back end versus making sure to get a top-end running back and then just taking whichever quarterback's left. Yeah, I think that the, the way you can kind of look at it is we got Lamar, so his floor is probably 20 points, you could say, 18 points a game at the worst. You bring in Dak, who is probably pretty close to the same, 
that's a pretty solid floor with clear upside that we've seen where I can kind of make that up on the back end with running backs and receivers. Um, maybe if Eckler were to fall here, I might have messed with Eckler or Mixon, but I think that I'm just going to go Lamar and Dak and just be done with my starting two quarterbacks. I'm with it, bro. Let's do it. Starting hot. Now, of course, again, we're in May. So realistically, we're in May right now. And, uh, you know, ADPs haven't quite caught up with all the sites. Obviously, when we do this again in July and August, it'll be – there's no way we're going to get Lamar and Dak in, in the no. same draft. But, no. but let's go for it. Now, we saw here on the turn we had Chubb, Miles Sanders, Leonard Fournette. So, again, and Josh Jacobs. So, really, the four running backs we were going to target, every one of them went. Mike Evans went as well. Kyler Murray went too. So let's look uh, at what we have available. Let's look at the running backs and the uh, wide receivers and who we, who we might want to look at. Yep. So it's a lot of wide receivers being uh, ECR'd, if you will, as to who we should draft. Uh, we go to the running backs. We got kind of a Clyde Edwards, Alaire, Gurley, Chris Carson, Melvin Gordon, Jonathan Taylor, Love Bell. Um, I mean, I like CEH, but I don't think pairing him with two quarterbacks as our first skill position is probably not the best idea. Um, I think he's really full PPR. Yeah, I just think that um, in terms of like, say, we're playing in a money league or whatever, I always use that because that's how you like can show uh, like real dedication to it. I think um, I don't know if I would pair that necessarily, just in case it takes him a while to win the starting job because then we're kind of screwed. Um, I don't know if you we can pull up the the flex, just the overall running back and receivers here. I don't know how you value. Uh, these receivers at all, or what are you thinking here? All right, so if I look at receivers, I know if, you, if you're watching the YouTube channel, you can tell, again, the Fantasy Pros site is so gangster. So I'm looking at here, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm looking at 22%. So the, the percentages right here on the right-hand side of the screen, those are the expert consensus uh, percentages of who they are suggesting that we take at this particular position. So we have Allen Robinson, Kenny Galladay, DJ Moore, Amari Cooper, Juju, and Odell. In my opinion, I know that Allen Robinson is 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 the top there. Also, if you you know if you remember our fantasy scheduling, um, we talked about the Bears and how they have the number one or the easiest fantasy schedule. Uh, however, if I am looking at a fantasy team overall, for some reason I still have like a queasy spot in my in my gut for Allen Robinson just because of the quarterback situation. Allen Robinson is a monster. But I'm a little bit worried about that. And with the rankings episode, um, uh, just a, a preview on the receivers, I've got Kenny Galladay at six right now, and I have Robinson at eight. So it's splitting hairs. Personally, though, I would go with Kenny Galladay here as a true, true bona fide number one wide receiver. Yeah, I think I have um, – they're not fully updated as of the time we're recording this, but they will be by Thursday. I have Galladay at 10 and A-Rob at 11. Um, they could easily move up. I think after the fantasy – uh, schedule one, I'll probably move A-Rob up probably along with Kenny Galladay, but I don't mind either of them. They're basically the wide receiver ones that no one wants to have on their team, and they always finish as, at least in terms of production-wise or target-wise, as a wide receiver one. So I don't like that here. If that's who you want to go with, don't mind that there. Let's do Kenny Galladay. All right. Draft vote. This is the thing I don't like if you're watching on YouTube. The thing that pops up in the middle here because then it restricts you from, like, clicking. Because you used to be able to, like, go mess around with it while I was yeah. – um, That's all right. It just there. takes – that being said, I'm with you. And that, that, that being said, it is kind of a bummer. But at the same time, I think it's – I think it's fine because it does happen so quickly. Again, we're already in the fourth round of a mock. And, you know, we're not going to go crazy on all these picks. But the first couple, I think, are, are big. So, here's something to consider. Now, in a normal draft, 
we would not maybe have gone two quarterbacks right away. But because the value was there with Lamar and Dak, we went for it. But everybody can see if you're looking at YouTube, like the running backs have been fucking destroyed. Like we're looking at like like RB twos that we're gonna have to we're gonna have to um, pile up on as well as receivers because we went quarterback heavy, right? So in a normal super flex, and as we go through the summer, more teams would have gone quarterback already in the fourth round, so more receivers and and, and running backs will be available. But per this mock draft. You can look at the board. I mean, after our pick, we had Josh Jacobs, and then we had the rest of these running backs go. So who are we looking at here at running back? Because I feel like no matter what, we need to go with a running back right now. Yeah, I think there's a lot of receivers that I do like, but I think we can wait for the turn. Um, Jonathan Taylor's there. I know I just turned down CEH for that reason, but when it comes down to Jonathan Taylor, David Johnson, Singletary, Mark Ingram, and James Conner, I think you would probably go Jonathan Taylor. I, would, I don't mind David Johnson, though but I think that injury is a little scary because he's going to get a lot of production. Um, so what are your thoughts maybe on those two? Or if you like Singletary, Ingram, or Connor better? So, okay, so what I think here is, so we're at the fourth position. So we have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven more picks until we're going to be able to – uh, until we're going to be able to pick another, which I think is going to be fine. So what I'd like to do here is a little experiment. I'm with you. A rookie, a rookie wide receiver, a rookie running back as our number one scares me. But here's something I want to try to do, and I'm going to I'm going to mention this now to see if we can make it happen later on. Marlon Mack has absolutely plummeted in drafts because of Jonathan Taylor. I still think he's a starter day one. I still think he's going to be just fine. And they've mentioned kind of a one-two punch there. Not quite sure. I'm, I'm sold totally on David Johnson 100%. And I do like Singletary, but I am worried about, obviously, um, Zach Moss. I like Ingram. Here's what I'd like to do and see what happens, and I'll get your feedback. i like to go Jonathan Taylor here, and then I want to go maybe Mark Ingram or David Montgomery on the turn. And then in maybe the eighth round or so, I want to look and see if Marlon Mack's available. And if he is, grab him and get not just a handcuff, but like legit the starting, quarter, uh, starting running back for the Colts in that offense. What do, you, what do you think about that? Yeah, I don't mind that. I don't, I don't know if J.K. Dobbins went too, but we can do the same for Ingram. Um, I, I'll have a write-up or something in our draft guide or an episode, something basically saying how the Ravens are going to run the ball like a thousand times all over teams this year. Exactly. Um, so I don't mind – Literally, you could stack all three of those. I'm going to, we'll go Jonathan Taylor here. I think that this, the, the pure upside of what, what he should be and will be, I think, is definitely viable. Um, so, we'll keep moving on here. Adam Thielen, Josh Allen, Tom Brady, and Calvin, Calvin really was the one guy that I kind of was hoping would fall. And then Tyler Lockett and Matt Ryan. So, we got exactly what our plan sort of uh, laid out as. Um, before, down, yep. before, sorry, before we commit to Mark Ingram or David Singletary, let's look at receivers really quick. Because I know your boy Woods is sitting right there. I like him a lot too. Um, I think he's arguably a wide receiver one. Um, I think he could be great. Obviously, there's Cortland Sutton there, but he might fall another round potentially. I like AJ Brown's upside. Um, Man, there's a lot of receivers still left. I'm, I'm wondering, I would either go, personally, I would go Robert Woods here um, because I think, hopefully, that Mark Ingram and or David Singletary could even fall another round, or I would go one of those guys and then hope that one of these receivers fall. I know you wanted Ridley, so are you targeting receiver here? I think that Woods and Ridley are guys I'm going to have in almost every single league because I think that both in Dynasty and in Reject, I think they're close to that. I think I'm probably going to have Ridley as like a top 10 
redraft receiver. He's my 12 in dynasty right now. Uh, there was they had the most vacated production combined vacated production between all positions, and they brought in nobody. They brought in Hayden Hurst. So I think we'll see about 75% of Austin Hooper's targets, and that's it. I think really it's just uh, it's basically what Chris Godwin was last year. I think all the same reasons for Ridley this year. And in terms of Woods, yeah, I think that there's there's too much repetitiveness for every single position on the Rams except for Woods. Uh, example being, Von Jefferson plays the slot. So does Cooper Cup. They're going to run two tight end sets, but they just brought in Bryson Hopkins. They just replaced Cam Akers with Todd Gurley, but they didn't do anything to hurt Woods' stock, and Cooks is gone. So I think Woods is a good pick here. I could see where you would wait maybe because a guy like Devontae Parker and DJ Chark are still there, but I think the the safeness of Robinson and Woods uh, is a very good pairing. Before you hit it, uh, click pick predictor really quick. Uh, yep, sorry. So this is an awesome feature that basically you ha- you have to have a subscription to do this, but we do have it so that we can show you these kind of tools. So highly recommend it. Now, what we're seeing here is overall, it's giving you a list, Drew Brees, AJ Brown, uh, Robert Woods. This is what the, what the, 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 algorithm of the website with the ECR based, this is basically predicting the next picks. So it says that it thinks Drew Brees, AJ Brown, Robert Woods, Cortland, Sutton, Devontae Parker, and so on are going to go next. Now, if we look position by position, we're looking at wide receiver or running back. Running back, it says that there's a 64% chance that David Johnson goes, 23% and 29% that um, Devin Singletary go, 35% that Mark Ingram go. So if we have to have one of those guys, we should pick him. If we go the other side for wide receiver, A.J. Brown, 99%. He's not going to be around when we get back. Robert Woods, 94%. Cortland Sutton, Devontae Parker, D.J. Chark all 90% in wide receiver, they're definitely not going to be around. So this gives me an idea that like, while I lean running back, we may want to go Robert Woods because he definitely won't be there. And maybe there's a chance again that Mark Ingram and or Devin Singletary fall. So I think we should go Robert Woods. I agree. Yeah, I'm going to make that pick there. There is other receivers, but I think that you're there. They're like DK Metcalf was one that was kind of low. Like I see where he might take a step up, but he only had nine mm. yards. Did he come back? We looking good. Oh, for sure. All right. So um, if you're watching YouTube, you can see, but if not, we got all the quarterbacks went here. Um, so it's kind of back to the realistic sort of maybe super flex vibe that I think. Dude, let's get them wanted. both. Let's get them both. Let's get, let's get Ingram and Singletary or Ingram and uh, Montgomery potentially. Okay. Here. So, okay. So we're going to go running back here. Uh, if it loads for me here. All right. So when it comes down to ranking these, um, guys that just seem like they aren't that great, but they are pretty good. I think that um, I might be higher than most people on Montgomery just because I think he's going to see over 250 opportunities. I think this offense is going to take a step forward. I get that the upside might not be there, but we could easily see uh, Carlos Hyde with a couple more touchdowns type season compared to last year. Singletary, I think Zach Moss is just a better running back in general. I think in the long-term Singletary um, – is capped at like a Tariq Cohen. Connor, just don't don't even draft him unless you're in like the eighth or ninth round. Ingram, I don't mind Ingram. Um, I think that he will slowly fade out, but I think Montgomery's probably safer. And then Moster, I was kind of high on to start right away. Um, I'm still high on him, but I think that with McKinnon getting positive vibes in terms of like his health, Tevin Coleman's still there unless he gets cut. I still think maybe we wait a little bit. So I think Montgomery's probably my pick here, but what are you thinking? Well, first of all, I'm thinking that Jeff Wilson Jr. is way better than Jarek McKinnon, but we won't go into that. Um, so I'm looking at my rankings right now. I've got, Devin, I got David Singletary at 18. 
I've got Mark Ingram at 22, Raheem Mostert at 24, James Conner at 28. Uh, Devin Singletary is way down there at 30 at this point, unfortunately. Yeah, Mark, Montgomery at 18. I think you said David Singletary. Oh, David Singletary, sorry. David Montgomery at 18. Thank you for the correction. Honestly, I think having David, David Montgomery at this point, I think is a steal borderline. We need a second running back. I'm, I'm good with David Montgomery here because I do like the upside of the Bears offense and him and his workload this year. I think he's a sleeper, honestly. So I like Montgomery here. And I think, again, we only have seven picks. One of these guys is going to be back on the, on the turn, and we can look again. So personally, even though it only says 9%, look at that strength of schedule right there. Can you circle that strength of schedule for me? Right here in the middle bar, that number five, boom. Number five, best strength of schedule. If I look up and down all these other ones, Connor, 10th, Singletary, 31st. So we don't like that. Ingram, we know, 16, but he'll get the work. DeAndre Swift, seven, but on Johnson is going to be there until he gets hurt, and then Mostert at 23. So, personally, if you're down, man, I'm at a, uh, David Montgomery. If you, There it is. The pick is in. I'd love to see Edelman that high. I'm all about that. People are going to be sleeping on him, too. I was hoping we get him in, like, the eighth or ninth round. Um, so, Edelman, Terry McLaurin, A.J. Green, Darren Waller, James Conner, Hunter Henry went. So, right where we want to be. Um, so I, I think J.K. Dobbins must have went already. He must have just missed it. Or maybe he's still there. No, no, no. He's, he's definitely still there. He's just buried. Dang, okay. Um, we could definitely well, think, go. I think Mark Ingram. Well, think, and think, think about it again. Like this is, this is, you know, redraft. So, you know, the rookies like Swift and, um, and Jonathan Taylor are looking to play right away. I agree with you. I'm with you that J.K. Dobbins is my dog. He actually may be my like favorite rookie running back right now with the position for redraft. However, Mark Ingram is healthy. He's spry enough. 15 touchdowns last year. The Ravens, there, there's definitely a world where Ingram and J.K. Dobbins each score double-digit rushing touchdowns. Oh, yeah. Jackson's sure. probably going to have seven to eight anyway as well. So, Personally, you've already got a hit. Is there any reason? Maybe look at receivers just because, but I don't think there's any reason we don't go Mark Ingram right here. No, I think it's Ingram. Like Boyd would be my only argument just due to targets, but we already have safe receivers. So I think I agree. Ingram, um, I'm trying to find where we can see our team at in terms of like the actual roster. Hit, hit roster up on the left-hand corner oh, by okay. the rankings. Yep, yep. Yeah, right. the, new, the new formatting, man. I mean, it's like, I guess I'm just kind of a traditionalist, dude. I, I like the, For I get sure. used to something and I, <laughs> I don't want the new version, you know what I'm saying? But I dig mm-hmm. it. Uh, so, while, you're, yeah. while you're doing that really quick, I just wanted to mention really quick, like if you're watching YouTube, you can see all of the quarterbacks. So all of the green, everything's obviously co- color coordinated. You can see all of the green quarterbacks go. We're in the eighth round of this redraft super flex and fresh off the board, Jimmy Garoppolo, Sam Darnold, Kirk Cousins, Jared Goff, Ben Roethlisberger, Garner Menchu, Ryan Tannehill, Daniel Jones. All those guys are going off and we're in the eighth round. If this is a regular single QB league. We're probably talking about like Aaron Rodgers, Baker Mayfield, Matt Ryan, Drew Brees right now. So that's just, that's the difference right there about the, uh, super flex leagues all right so i'm looking at our roster man we're halfway through we've got just a couple picks left and we have obviously we're heavy at quarterback we are dialed at quarterback we've got lamar jackson dak prescott both could be the number one quarterback overall kenny galladay and robert woods both really solid great ppr weapons 
I want to see Robert Woods' touchdowns come up. He only had two last year, but he should be fine moving forward. And then our running backs are pretty solid as well. We have youth and we have veteran as well. So let's look uh, here. I think the, the board is pretty wide open as far as I'm concerned with our team. Yeah, I think that may be a quarterback here, but I think there's a lot of people we can just wait on. We can go get our boy Nick Foles if you listen to the schedule uh, episode here later. Um, I think at this point in terms of like the route we would want to take is maybe a little bit of an upside pick. I think that we have at least safe enough where JT, Dave Montgomery, and Mark Ingram are at least running back twos to me. Uh, is kind of the way I view them. Uh, so maybe we go with an upside running back play and like a guy. I know the injury is concerning, but he's still two years removed from the, the, the big-time injury. We saw kind of a similar thing with Dalvin Cook. I'm not like saying he's an RB1 or anything. Uh, most are still there. Cam Akers, who's going to be a lot of touches. Um, can, you hit the, uh, can you hit the cheat sheets? Yeah, for sure. and then let's look. And uh, actually, there should be a tab to hide those deleted up in the right-hand corner. Um, that'll get rid of all. Okay, cool. So this is who's available, just so everyone watching. So let's look at running back specifically, real quick. Are who are the upside guys in that top end right there in running backs that we might draft? In my opinion, it's going to be one of those rookies. It's going to be Acres, or it's going to be Keyshawn Vaughn. In a different circumstance, I might consider Tariq Cohen, but. We have Devin Singletary already, and that's not combo I'm looking for. So other than Cam Akers, in my opinion, who's long shot, but we could wait on him with other running backs, he could explode if he's the guy, or Keyshawn Vaughn, who I'm, I'm pretty high on as well in Tampa Bay. Other than that, maybe we look at wide receiver. Um, we haven't even checked in with tight ends yet either, uh, so we could look at that, but we're already out of the top 10 tight ends. So this is maybe a tough pick here. Raheem Mostert is the number one consensus pick right here um, for the for the ECR. I don't hate that pick either. And again, just another steady guy, but maybe the not an upside per se. But again, we might have four to six really steady RB twos with RB one upside. Yeah, I think that I would probably, if it comes down to this, I would either go boom and receiver with Will Fuller, or I'd probably go Mostert and then maybe we reach on Dobbins next pick or visit the receiver. Um, there's a lot of receivers that I still like that are, we can kind of combo the safe and the upside, like golden Tate's still down there at 51. I think people forgot how good he was when he came back with Daniel Jones down the stretch. Uh, Brandon cooks. I get that he gets concussions, but if he plays at least 12 games, he's going to be a wide receiver three. He's going to be a flex play. So I think that probably most would be my pick. Um, then maybe we go receiver and then try and, I still think we should get Dobbins, stick to our guns on that one and get the, get the trio. I think that'd be a very solid trio for sure. 100%. And let's check the board really quick. Okay, so we had Burrow. And again, rookie Joe Burrow in the eighth round, but, but this is super flex. Uh, so then we have Marvin Jones, who I fucking love. Uh, your boy, Drew Locke, who I think is a great, great, second and definitely third quarterback in a super flex. So he would, he would have been a nice kind of a pick at a, at a, as a third QB, but missed out there. Tariq Cohen, Cam Akers, John Brown. Okay, so those guys went. Now, if you look again, I think I do like – this is maybe a crazy strategy, and, and we'll probably get hit up on this in the comments. So feel free to subscribe and <laughs> drop a comment on this strategy that I'm talking about here. But am I crazy, dude, that we have – we have Jonathan Taylor – and we have Mark Ingram. Am I crazy that I'm targeting maybe over the next two out of the next three picks, J.K. Dobbins and Marlon Mack? No, I think that, like, 
we could do that. And I think we could sort of show how that is not a bad strategy because there's so many receivers. Like Christian Kirk is still here. That man can put up 100 – he could have 130 targets this year just due to how much they're going to pass the ball. So I think that's definitely a viable strategy. Um, we, Yeah, I would say probably J.K. Dobbins here and then maybe Mac in the later rounds. Um, Look at Keyshawn Vaughn just, just trying to get on our team there. Jeez. Gross. I don't want anything to do with that backfield. There's going to be – I don't – can I search players up here, or how do I search yeah, up here? So mm-hmm. Dobbins. I don't think it's. I don't think it's going to be a backfield. I think it's no, yeah. like Rojo's going to try. Brady's going to get sacked, and Keyshawn Vaughn's going to come in and beat James White. They do have the easiest strength of schedule there too. So, but but we're not going to even worry about that. Oof. Yeah, I think Dobbins would probably be my pick here. I'm just going to say this right now. I think for our for our particular team, we have a strategy. We we picked it a couple rounds ago and like I want to try our strategy out to see what happens so I want to try to get Ingram and 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 Dobbins and I want to get Taylor and and Mac however I just don't want to leave this episode (laughs) without expressing my love for Keyshawn Vaughn so in a in a in a different draft I'm picking him right here 100% but I'm down I'm down to skip to stick to the strategy to see what happens all right all right we'll go Dobbins here and then we'll go should we just reach on Mac just to get him to keep our strategy oh he just went dang it Okay, so I want I want you to do something real quick because this is this is the beauty of this. So go back to the draft board, and or actually, you know what? Hit um up in the top right hand corner. And sorry, everybody, I'm still trying to figure out this new. So hit undo. So that button right there, that un that obviously undoes the last pick. Pick Marlon Mack instead right now and see if J.K. Dobbins falls. Devontae Freeman went, okay. He Boom. fell. Okay, so what we just did, obviously it's cheating, but this is a mock draft, and we're trying to, we're trying to work some things out, so here's what we're going to do. Yes, let's go Dobbins. So what we, did, what we did is we went, we went with J.K. Dobbins, but it, this mock draft just told us that that was too early. Keyshawn Vaughn almost fell anyway. So, so, Lucas, while I'm explaining this, why don't you dig through the receivers? We only have two. We need a receiver. We have three picks left with a short draft. We also need to grab a tight end. I like, I like your boy uh, Kirk there. If, if you're feeling it, I am too. Yeah, I think just due to the what you the dig around. Yeah, I think due to the amount of passing attempts that's projected for this team, I don't mind Slayton there either. I, I, I Kirk is probably I we, my pick here. I think we can maybe get both. Slayton Slayton's been falling just because there's so many weapons there. Um, so okay, so back to my point really quick here before we move on. The um we, we drafted J.K. Dobbins, which was a little bit of a reach, and Marlon Mack should have gone first with what the ECR is expecting in the ADP. So what we did is we just undid that pick. We went through, we picked Marlon Mack instead, it redraft it, it, it re-round and um uh remocked all those picks and then it went to J.K. Dobbins, who fell. So we ended up getting both guys. Um, so it's a little bit, you know, obviously manipulation on our part, but this is a mock draft. We're trying to figure something out, work on a strategy. So that's another great feature that uh, you can have here with the Fantasy Pros Draft version. And again, I know I big up this site all the fucking time. They're not a sponsor. Hopefully they will be soon. I just really want you all to use this as an asset for yourself when you're mock drafting. Okay, uh, draft board, please, one more time. We have, I think, two picks left, correct? Yeah, three. Okay, uh, can you blaze through our team really quick for the folks on the podcast who cannot see the board? Yeah, Lamar Jackson, Dak Prescott, but that's our, that's our super flex spot. Jonathan Taylor, David Montgomery, 
Kenny Galladay, Robert Woods, uh, no tight end as of now, Mark Ingram in our normal flex, Raheem Mostert, Marlon Mack, J.K. Dobbins. So we have two starting receivers who could definitely be uh, wide receiver ones. We have two quarterbacks in a super flex league who could be literally the number one quarterback overall and have both have a huge floor and a huge ceiling. And then all of our receiver, all of our running backs are starters ish. And they're all kind of, they're all kind of like high end RB twos right now, but every single one of these guys could be an RB one and even a top, you know, a top 10 running back week in and week out. So I like this stable, although there's not like one sexy bell cow on this team. I do like this strategy. So we have three picks left. What are you thinking? I think I like Gusecki here. Um, Gusecki and Hurst, I think, are my eight and nine or my seven and eight in redraft tight ends. I think Gusecki's the kind of the last guy here that's like guaranteed a decent amount of targets to finish as a top 10 guy. Uh, I like Goddard, but I don't really want to have the number two tight end for his team as my number one fan. It's like the sixth option, fifth option in that offense now. Johnny Smith, I don't mind, um, but I think Gusecki's going to get 100 targets, 90 targets just due to. Preston Williams being injured, they didn't draft anyone else. Um, I just think he's in a good spot. So I wouldn't mind that here. And then finishing receiver, receiver, or maybe receiver quarterback. Okay, I'm, I'm with you. Uh, I'm going to go through my rankings really quick on tight ends. Why don't you just poke on the wide receiver before we go on this just to see who's available real quick. I've got um, – I have Gasicki at 11, Noah Fant at 12, John o. Smith at 16, and Dallas Goddard at 15. So all those guys are kind of in the same bridge right now. I'm wondering just – for sake of argument, if I know we all like uh, Christian Kirk, I wonder if here's two strategies we can think about. We either go tight end and get Gasicki, who I'm, I'm totally fine with. I agree with you. I think he's in a beast. In the second half of the season last year, he was an absolute animal. I think it could be this year's Tyler Higby and maybe a uh, Mark Andrews potentially. So I like that a lot. And we just go with a receiver, which again, there's plenty. All these rookie receivers are still available. So we can pick any of those guys for sure. Or because we only have two receivers right now, we go with Christian Kirk or like a Mike Williams I actually like. I know that people are fading on him. Uh, Slayton, uh, Deontay Johnson, some of those guys we could get now and then go tight end later because they might still fall. Which, which uh, mindset are you thinking right now? Do you think we should lock in that tight end and go both receivers or should we get – potentially a bona fide wide receiver too, and then go with whoever's left at tight end. Yeah, I think I would just rather go tight end with Kaseki because I think there is a pretty decent teardrop um, where like even Golden Tate, Preston Williams, all the rookies, even to kill Harry's still there. Like he was a first round pick last year. I know it's not very, I don't know, good pick. I don't know, whatever you want to call it. It's not a very sexy pick, but it's definitely there. Um, all the rookie receivers probably won't be here by the time redraft hits in the summer. But I think that Kaseki here and then, at worst, we're probably getting like a Darius Slayton, which I still think is very viable. All three of the Giants receivers are here, which makes zero sense because obviously someone has to throw them. Daniel Jones has to throw somewhere, but I think that probably Gusecki. Um, if the Broncos didn't draft nine receivers, it would have been Fant, but I'd say Gusecki's probably my guy. Let's do it. Now, we went, we went excessively running back heavy, and we only have five draft five, – sorry, five roster spots. So our, our team is not as deep as a lot of uh, super flex teams would be. I mean, a general super flex bench should be at least seven or eight. So I want to pause right here and kind of talk through this. We need to go two receivers here because we only have two on our team, which is insane. Yep. But I do want to mention, and maybe, Lucas, you could touch on this really quickly, because it's super flex. Now, we have Dak and we have Lamar Jackson. Other than a bye or an unforeseen injury, there's no way 
We're not playing those guys, period. It doesn't matter the matchup. We're playing them every single week. However, bye weeks happen, injuries happen, whatever. Um, in a normal super flex, we should have three or four quarterbacks on the roster, no? Yeah, I agree. And I think that a strategy you could do if you go early is go grab guys like Tyrod, Ryan Fitzpatrick, um, Nick Foles, Mitchell Trubisky, guys that like – Even rookies that you have to wait yeah. on. Yeah, so I think that we might have – we probably could have grabbed one earlier, but I think that since our two are so elite that you really only need one for a bye week, obviously injuries. But even if we don't get one and because you don't want to reach, we could still play one of our running backs as because we are playing super flex, not a 2QB like you can see on YouTube. Um, so I don't think it's necessarily that you need to reach. But if there's a guy in the six that's like, I don't know, say Baker Mayfield's in the six, then yeah, go grab that because that's a good value in terms of like where you would normally go. But yeah, I think that – uh, you don't like have to come out with three, but I definitely think that's viable. Um, and that either way would probably work the way you sort of stack your team. I like it a lot. Okay, cool. So we're going to not draft a third quarterback for this mock draft, but we, you know, probably would if we weren't able to get Dak Prescott at that value, but we did. So we went heavy. All right. So we need two receivers to end this draft. Um, right now, let's look at the cheat sheet really quick. We could just look at everybody that way a little easier. Boom, there's all of our wide receivers. So Brandon Cooks, I like. So why don't you just blaze through this list quick, maybe like go down to about maybe number 70 overall in the in the rankings and just read through that list, not every name, but just read off the names that you like between Brandon Cooks and Michael Pittman Jr. Yeah, probably my top picks would be Brandon Cooks just do the upside. Uh, Mike Williams gets about 1,000 yards, but – when are we ever going to play him over Woods and Galladay type uh, argument I think you can make. Anthony Miller, kind of the same. Slayton, if he emerges as the one, I guess you could say. The rookie receivers aren't, are kind of intriguing. Rager's all the way down there at 62, and he's the clear number one receiver on that team. Judy's there. CeeDee Lamb's there if you want to mess around with that. Uh, Preston Williams is still there. Uh, I don't know if I really want to get Secchi Preston Williams sort of stack, though. I don't know how intriguing that is. Justin Jefferson is still there. Um, guys like Watkins, Deshaun Jackson, Nikhil Harry. I think probably my number one target would just be Cooks just due to the upside if he stays healthy um, just because we can move him in. But if we don't – we're already getting two guys that are getting 10 targets a game, so we don't need another target hog. We need a guy to – you're drafting here to take a guy to start over those guys, if that makes any sense. So you're trying to go for upside at this point in the draft. Well, and, and, and what are we, in the 11th round, you're looking for home runs, period. Yep. And and I think Mike Williams bounces back tremendously. Again, he had double digits, double digit touchdowns just a couple of years ago. He's had a thousand yards in each of his seasons. I think Tyrod and Herbert are going to be just fine in that offense. I like Mike Williams a lot. However, Brandon Cooks makes me like kind of queasy <laughs> overall. I'm not going to expect even 12 games out of him. However, the you know just like a Deshaun Jackson, he's still young too, which is crazy. I'm down to go with Brandon Cooks here. And actually, I got like kind of a Two deeper sleeper names here, depending on what happens. But let's go Brandon Cooks if, if you're cool with that. Yeah, I think it's good upside play for sure. And this is our last pick, correct? Can we see the board one more time while we're getting into this? Let's see if my guy stays. Darius Slayton went. I want to see all those receivers that went off the board real quick. Okay, so we just picked, and it was um, Justin Jackson. Love him. Deontay Johnson, love him. Uh, Booger Jr., I like him a lot. I think he's actually the starter in Pittsburgh come week six. And then uh, Sterling Shepard, Darius Slayton. So both of those guys went off and then Jared Stidham. So I'm thinking – so Mike Williams is still on the board. I like him a lot. C.D. Lamb I know is not exciting 
for fantasy and redraft because there's the three guys, obviously Amari and Michael Gallup. But I'd like that stack-ish, that free stack with Dak Prescott. If we go all the way down to – which number is he at now? Number 70. How do you feel about my man Michael Pittman Jr., who I think is at least the 1B in Indianapolis and potentially the 1A, depending on what happens with, uh, with T.Y. Hilton? Yeah, I don't mind that at all. I mean, you can kind of compare that to Philip Rivers and Mike Williams, just a big body, dominant college receiver that is just just pro-ready in general. I think that – I mean, I know Mike Williams was a first-round pick, but I think Pittman is a more – I don't want to say athletic. I think he just offers you more in terms of, like, overall playmaking than just, like, a true physical one downfield, like, jump ball guy. I don't mind that at all. I think it's going to be hard for me to rank the receivers in redraft because I think that in Dynasty it's easier for me to project – uh, opportunities in the future, contracts in the future. I, I think that Pittman will be higher in redraft. Um, if you're going for a target hog out of all these guys, though, Randall Cobb is still there. I know you don't like that, but I think he's going to get 10 targets a game just due to the nature of the team. But we had, we do have Brandon Cooks. I don't mind Pittman there. I would I probably think, go Pittman or Lamb, though. Yeah, Lamb, Lamb too. Uh, but again, I just, I'm not sure in year one. Personally, I think now, you know, they're going to give us a grade here in a second which with this pick is probably going to be like a B minus. <laughs> so I'm not really worried about the grade. It's about building a team with, with what we have. I think Pittman is easily the best uh, red zone weapon that uh, Phillip Rivers has outside of Jack Doyle. So I like this a lot. Personally, it's definitely a reach. It's deep as shit. On a 12-team roster, it's kind of – or a 12-player uh, roster, it's a little bit deep. But I, I, think, we should, I think we should potentially go for it. Um, I do. Michael Pittman, if you're open to that. I did it. Senator Antonio Brown got drafted too. Ooh, what a draft grade. Perfect. Okay, so so let's talk about this draft grade though. I'll tell you right now. Dr- the the draft grade is based on the value you get players, like the ECR picks that you get. So if if for the last which is bullshit first of all. But if you were able like if we just picked um the first, you know, the last couple of picks, we had guys up at the top that we passed on. If we picked like the best player available, over the last four or five rounds, we would have ended up with an A minus. That's how it goes. So I don't necessarily go by this draft grade per se. I like this team a lot. We obviously punted receiver, which I don't know if that's the best move in a, in a PPR league, but we did an experiment with these running backs, which I really like our core right here. We got youth. We have veterans. We have two of the best quarterbacks in the league in a super flex, which is a great advantage. And we have some big boom um, wide receivers and Kenny Galladay, Brandon Cooks, and Michael Pittman. Plus, we have the stability of Robert Woods. So I know it doesn't look sexy on paper, but frankly, dude, like I'm not just saying it because we, you know, made the draft and <laughs> and it's our episode to show for it. But like with a C grade, it's not sexy. But honestly, I like the team a lot. Yeah, I agree. I think that a lot of these receivers will go higher than they actually did, like CeeDee Lamb and all those guys who I think will they'll be in the top 10 rounds because people like to have bias and they like to project um, narratives in their mind. But I think that go running back heavy. I think this just goes to show that there's so many guys. Like I think Randall Cobb honestly could be a top 24 wide receiver because he might get 100 targets this year. So I think that like that you just have to stack running backs and quarterbacks if you're in super flex, maybe even tight ends. I mean, kind of, I know we don't draft with a lot of tight ends, but I think this might be the year where you can just draft running back tight end and kind of get one true wide receiver one and then kind of figure it out from then on out. But yeah, I think that um, I, definitely interesting to go the sort of the rookie and the vet handcuffs, but it was definitely fun. I think kind of see how the team played out. I like it. All right, man, we're going to wrap it up. I'm just going to roll through the roster really quickly. Lamar Jackson, Dak Prescott, a quarterback, Jonathan Taylor, David Montgomery, 
Mark Ingram, Raheem Mostert, Marlon Mack, and J.K. Dobbins there. So we got both backups and handcuffs there at the tight, at the running backs. Kenny Galladay, Robert Woods, and Brandon Cooks, and Michael Pittman at the wide receiver. And then Mike Gesicki with, I think, you know, top six upside at tight end as well. So in May, it doesn't look sexy, but I like this team a lot. Hey, man, we're going to get out of here with our mock draft, and that wraps up the quarterback week here. Again, Tuesday we had our fantasy schedules. Thursday uh, or yesterday we had our um, rankings, and today with the mock draft. So appreciate you tuning in. Um, make sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel. Leave a comment on our draft grade. I'm sure that people aren't going to be very impressed with the C, uh, but frankly, again, I draft depending on the team. I like this team a lot. We talk through every pick. We feel good about it. So say la vie. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at fantasyfootball underscore TCK pod on Twitter at TCK underscore pod. You can find us on Facebook at the Candlestick Kids Fantasy Football page. And you can also leave a rate and review on our podcast wherever you're listening there as well. And make sure to stay tuned to our website with our updated rankings, articles, and of course, more information on the draft guide and the TCK pod listener league, tckpod.com. Lucas, before we get out of here, man, any final words on this mock draft or the quarterback week in general? Uh, Ravens are going to run for a million yards. <laughs> Including Lamar Jackson. I'll yeah. take him in the first round every single time. Getting him at the fourth pick overall of a super flex league is a steal. I like that a lot. All right, my man, have a great weekend. And we will catch you all next week for the running backs. For Lucas Kaser, I'm Scott Guasco, and we are out of here. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.